0: Welcome to the Sexy Biz Babe podcast. I'm your host, Tia Lynn, a business empowerment coach and motivational speaker. This show is for the high achieving woman who wants it all. Each week, I walk you through how to own your power, generate consistent leads, attract clients, and close sales with ease and confidence. It's time to make money doing what you love. Let's dive in. Wow, oh wow. This episode was channeled from a priestess herself, and we talk about how to harness your sexual energy, how to protect it, and how Beck went from being oversexed and super sexually liberated to celibacy and harnessing her sexual energy with intention and purpose to become sexually sovereign. We also talk about how to take your power back and protect your sexual energy and what happens when you might have sex with multiple partners, how it can affect you. We even go into aftercare and if you're using sex in an unhealthy way, maybe it's for validation or to fill a void. Wow, we really cover some amazing topics here, and I know you will walk away with learning something, healing, and possibly shifting something in your sexuality. So tune in, we really go deep, and stay till the end because I have a super sexy surprise for you. Hello, hello, my sexy goddesses. I'm really excited for today's episode. I have Beck Milones on today. She is a priestess, channel, energetic, alchemist, and soul activator. Ooh, she helps people reconnect to their highest self, master, and activate their energy and amplify their soul mission and anchor heaven on earth. So I'm really excited to have her. We're going to be talking about how harnessing her sexuality has changed her life, where she was before, how she got there, and also talk about Tantra, among other things. So
1: go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, guys. I'm Bec. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited to be here. Um, And I want to say as well uh, that I'm a channeler, right? So every time I do any sort of transmission or chat or anything that it is, there's actually energy moving in the field already. So I've created a container. So when people receive this, if they're open to it, they can have some big shifts and healing things and activated. So yeah, that is available to you in this space. And I'm excited to serve you all here with that.
0: Yeah. So tap in, be open, maybe take
1: notes, but really kind of just be open. Would you say? Yeah, totally. Just be open to just be open, open your heart, open your mind, and accept that some stuff might come up as we're talking and it's perfect and whole and complete and be compassionate with yourself as it's awesome
0: i love that so how did you get into doing what you're doing now
1: absolutely it was a fucking massive initiation sorry i just dropped an f-bomb am i cool to drop F-bombs yes on you can yeah. swear okay, we cool. can
0: talk about anything
1: <laughs> yeah i'm great because I, I can't build to myself sometimes um it was a really massive initiation for me, um, which started with my own healing process. I've been on the healing journey since I was about 18 and I'm 30 now, just turned 30 actually. So it's been quite a process and through the process of kind of healing myself and all the inversions and distortions within myself, my sexuality, my purpose, um, trauma, all of the juicy stuff that we go through on this journey of spiritual awakening, I have activated my own kind of soul codex or my higher self or what i'm here to do and through that have seen how i can help other people so through what i channel through the beings that i work with through accessing and helping other people to access you know, their past lives, their previous incarnations, their soul gifts, their mission, whatever it is that they're here to do. Um, And for me, it's been a journey of really activating my own energy. And when I say activating my own energy, I mean, beyond the human level of this identity. So activating my soul's gifts, my soul's power, the life force that moves through me, um, because it wants to be expressed through me, through all of us in our art, right? So in what we're bringing into the world, um, no matter what that is, it could be like something like for me, it's my business and how I serve on podcasts or talking or containers or whatever that is, writing, music, um, you, I've seen you do a lot of dancing and that sort of thing. So, and then obviously you have your business. So for people that manifests differently, that art manifests differently. And I say that art as an expression of our soul, of expression of our joy, an expression of that life force or our soul wanting to be expressed through us. Right. So yeah, it's been this journey of um, really stripping away everything that I've identified myself with (laughs) that I think that I am, but I'm not really um, all the ways which I've limited myself and kept myself small to be able to really reclaim who I truly am um, and help others to do the same. So that's been my journey Um, in terms of the channeling and the priestess stuff. That was quite a, a hectic, and it's still ongoing, but it, it was quite a hectic initiation, um, which took me to some places where I thought I was going crazy. I had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening, which was very challenging and has been very challenging at times to um, you know, navigate because you have these experiences which are very not human in this human body. Um, you can be seeing things, hearing things, experiencing things that are far beyond the spectrum of normal kind of life or, or what people expect. Um, And in Western society, there's this gap, I suppose, between the spiritual and the logical, right? Or people think that when someone's going through this spiritual experience, that they're just crazy or they need to be on medication or whatever that is. So it's been walking that line between (laughs) psychosis and being really psychic. And, And I find that that line has been something which yeah, I've had to navigate a lot on this journey of like, I'm not crazy. (laughs) This is really happening. Um, you know, whereas in, in, another society, like a primitive society or an indigenous society, or even in some Eastern cultures, they have a framework of being like this person has gifts or they are connected in some way, or they're the shaman or whatever it is. Um, you know, and then they take them away and they support them. So my, my whole journey has been self initiation, And that's kind of how I got here to be who I am and where Mm -hmm.
0: I am. Awesome. I know that might have gone over some people's heads that are just like in the normal world. And I guess not the spiritual world. They're like, what are all these definitions and meanings? And I bet I have a big diverse crowd. There's some spiritual people. There's also just some everyday people just listening to my podcast, learning about sex. So I'd love to hear kind of what got you to reclaim your sexuality? Like where were you before and what was the thing that got you to start challenging it and being open to your sexuality?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I had to move through a lot of like inversions and distortions with my sexuality. I always had very big sexual energy. I was always very sexual. Um, a lot of sexual desire. I like to express myself sexually and, in the past like in my early kind of 20s um, my late teens i used to really like i would i would say i was oversexed but the okay. way and the place that it was coming from wasn't coming from a place of feeling whole and complete in myself and empowered it was coming from a place of using that energy to manipulate people or using okay. it to get validation So or, what um, could you be, know use- what could be oversexed in your yeah there. absolutely yep Um, so for instance, to use an example, I would have a lot of one night stands that were coming from a place of lack and neediness, um, and a desire to be validated in those experiences and neglecting the part of myself in those experiences that truly wanted intimacy and connection. Mm -hmm. And I'd enter into these experiences being that cool girl of like, I don't care. I'm sexually liberated. I'm a burlesque performer and a stripper. And, you know, there's this whole persona of this, um, character that I created for myself, Violet Royale, who was this sexually liberated woman. But truly on a, on a deep level inside of me, I was seeking intimacy and connection, which I wasn't getting. Um, and I would al- always feel even more disappointed when that person left the next morning or when you know someone was just using me for sex or whatever it was that I was also doing to them. And I think it was a misunderstanding of all that sexual energy that wanted to be expressed was not necessarily wanting to be expressed sexually because sexual energy can be manifested in so many different ways. And healers or people on this path have a lot of sexual energy because it's life force energy or it can be yeah. life force energy. And then they, they use, um, they funnel it, I suppose, into empty sexual experiences and they essentially waste this energy on themselves in, in experiences that aren't healing, aren't supportive, that sort of thing. Um, and they're not using it to its full capacity. Right. So for me, it was like, I was wasting my energy, pouring it into all of these people and experiences, instead of harnessing it and bringing it to a place of wholeness within myself, where I was able to use it to expand my life or to feel good about myself or to heal or to, um, you know, and I'm definitely not saying I don't use that energy in sexual context now. I do, absolutely. But my relationship to it is so different and how I'm using it. So it was almost like, this liberation or empowerment I thought I was experiencing and how I was coming across and the things that I was doing was more from a look at me I'm so empowered rather than actually truly feeling empowered right so it was a mask that I was using to essentially keep myself small and safe because I wasn't having connection in those spaces to keep myself you know not having heartbreak or whatever it was I would be cool and detached and Um, In the process, what I was doing was taking on all of this energy from all of these men and women and whatever experiences, which was polluting kind of my energy because I was not knowing that I was taking on every time you engage with someone sexually, you're exchanging energy. You're taking on their trauma. You're taking on whatever's going on for them. You're bringing that into your body, particularly if you're a woman being penetrated, right? And that's not necessarily just by a male, like you being penetrated in any way because that's your sacred your, your yoni, your vulva, like that whole area is a sacred space. And we do a lot of healing in that space and and there's a capacity for us to heal and transmute. And when you're taking in that energy from all of those people, um, it can get really like mucky and dirty and you can be feeling things that aren't yours. And so there was this huge process of, I had to clear all of this stuff from like not hundreds, but like lots and lots of men who had basically I'd taken on their stuff in, in engaging with them. And um, just clearing that from my system.
0: Okay. So what could that look like in their day-to-day life that could be affecting them? So maybe they're like, oh, maybe that's me. Like maybe I'm too Mm -hmm. oversexed. How could that affect them and how can they be aware of it to change possibly?
1: Yeah, totally. It's for me looking at where am I approaching connection with people sexually or trying to have connections with people um, with my sexual energy where I'm desiring validation or I'm desiring, um, someone to tell me I'm hot or whatever that is. Like, so where, where is it coming from when you're engaging with people? What, where is the desire coming from? Um, what is like inspiring that urge to do what it is like really get clear on like, where am I coming from when I'm entering into these connections and what is it that I'm hoping to get out of it and be intentional Right. So if you're not being intentional or your intention has a, like a, I call it a distortion, which is like something's not, not completely pure in that intention. So for instance, doing it to get validation, looking at where you're doing it, like where, where are you engaging in these relationships from and where are you using your sexual energy?
0: And where would it be good? Is it more like if they're in a good space, it's like they actually want to connect with this person. They actually want to exchange their soul energy. They want to maybe make eye contact. I would say some things that maybe people can think of as, are you making that soul connection with people? Are you avoiding eye contact? Are you feeling empty afterwards? And then let's say those questions, you know, those answers are yes. What are some ways that they can start changing and healing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that feeling of emptiness afterwards usually comes because we're not getting what we desire in that experience. Right. So for me, it was like, I would have these one night stands and then they'd leave and I didn't get the intimacy that I truly desired or they'd come and then they'd go. And I didn't feel fulfilled or I didn't feel satisfied. And so for me, that emptiness meant that my little girl was feeling unseen or, you know, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was used, or I was disappointed in myself for not saying no in a situation where I should have said no and set a boundary. So it's like after every experience or even going into every experience, ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? Like what what am how am I benefiting or growing in some way from this experience? And what am I um where are my boundaries? Like where am I self-abandoning or where am I? Um, crossing my own boundaries or where am I not, not even holding a boundary? Like where am I allowing people to take my power off me or giving them my power in these exchanges rather than where I feel clear? Like you can have experiences where you finish and you're like, I feel clear. Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like
1: that was authentic and it felt good. And I don't feel worse afterwards. So if you feel worse after one of these experiences, you need to check in with yourself and literally ask yourself, what about this makes me feel empty or sad or depleted, like what part of me needs to be brought into um, wholeness or held or listened to right now? Like what, what is this, what am I making this mean about myself or what part of me feels triggered by this experience?
0: Yeah. I feel like there's almost a teetering edge of this where you can like fall over the other side, but then Mm -hmm. there is a part where it does fulfill your needs and your wants and your desires. So, I kind of have a question for you because I'm in kind of like the play space, the lifestyle, and sometimes they go to parties, play parties, and they're, you know, fucking a bunch of people, they're connecting, and they're like, oh, I'm so empowered. This is awesome. This is kind of their kink. How do you know where to draw the line? Or, yeah. And then I have a follow-up
1: question on that. (laughs) I think it's very, with sexuality, it's so subjective, right? Like what satisfies me doesn't necessarily satisfy you. Like the thought of going to a play party and fucking a whole bunch of people in one evening, to me, I'm like, I don't know if that would meet my needs of like deep connection with one person. And I'm all into the soul melty, like seeing God together. Like that's what I'm about. and. I don't know if I'd have that experience. I'm open to trying it. I haven't really been there or tried that, but I think it's knowing yourself and knowing what turns you on and what what isn't like a pure desire. What's coming from like your essence and your core and your soul versus what's coming from ego or lack or like where am I using this to validate myself or feel good about myself, right? Versus I just want to fucking do this because it turns me on and it feels good. I have lots of friends who are super, super, um, you know, like they've done a lot of healing work. They're very evolved and they do this stuff because it genuinely turns them on. It feels Mm -hmm. fucking good. I'm sure that's like that for you. Like, but that's, that's authentic to them. Right. And they're not doing it because it's filling a hole for them. So it's like, what, where are you trying to fill a void or a hole with your experience? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, actually that's not my kink. (laughs) I was actually at that same party and, I was kind of wondering about someone I saw just kind of just like that was their kink was like, oh, I just want to fuck more people, have sex with like a bunch of people. Whereas I actually didn't have sex at all at this play party. And I was really enjoying connecting one-on-one with people. I played a little game. So anybody listening, sex parties aren't just you walk in and everybody's fucking. There's usually some type of development and you can choose what area you want to join in on. So me, I kind of looked around and was a little bit of a voyeur. But then I played this game. I liked a little bit of like spanking. And then at the end, I was so happy that I connected with someone and they gave me a full sensual massage. And it really got to fill my cup up. And I stayed a little bit later because it was just kind of like an acceptance of my body and my insecurities and somebody else seeing me raw and like surrendering to that. So that felt really juicy to me. So there's lots of different types, but I personally have challenged myself to explore more. And what I found is I did not feel as great afterwards. I did need that connection, the aftercare, the more, like one-on-one soul intimacy. Otherwise I was left feeling used. So I personally don't like it, but I'm trying to understand different types. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's say somebody just connected with a bunch of people and Mm -hmm. maybe they do need that like love connection or they need to release those partners and that energy. What would you say they do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have something, actually, I had a really beautiful experience with a man a couple of nights ago and we entered this tantric exchange and I'm not one to like, I'm really big on union, right? So like coming together with someone in partnership. And so I've been pretty shut down to just having lovers and that sort of thing. But I entered into this space with this man being like, I know that there's a connection here and there's stuff to heal. So I'm going to do it and I'm going to open myself up. And I, he was very clear, like his poly and exploring and doing all this stuff. And I was like, I know that there's something here we've been very clear on. He was like, I don't want expectations. Like this is what it is. And I was like, can I sit with this and feel okay? Yes. I checked in with myself. It felt good. And what we did was we were very intentional. So at the start we discussed everything openly. What are your expectations? What are your intentions? Or are we set a container to be there and like, you know, fully be present with each other in that moment and enter into lovership. Right. Which is more than just, we're just fucking. It's like, I see the divine in you. I love you. It's okay for that to be present. And at the end, what we did was we sat and we like when once we were finished and we both felt complete, we were like, okay, let's sit across from each other and acknowledge, like, thank you for X, Y, Z. Thank you for this experience. Mm. I am now, and this is so simple. It's something that you can just say, I am now releasing all bonds, cords, attachments to you. And I'm pulling back all my energy. I'm coming into complete sovereignty into my body and honoring you and honoring me and honoring what we shared, but we're dissolving this container now. And I think it's so fucking important to do that. If you're playing with so many people because you're taking their, their energy like with you, right. And you are connect to these people without even realizing it. We have these things called energetic cords, which go out, um, and you're taking on, you know, you're feeling them even when you're not with them. Right. So that's, that's a really important thing to do. Like pulling yourself back and coming into sovereignty in yourself, in your own energy, um, because I feel like we can definitely get caught up in other people's energy really easily and then forget like, who am I? Where am I? What do I feel? I don't know. I'm just feeling all this stuff and it's not even mine.
0: Wow. That's really Mm. powerful. I do love cord cutting and whenever I feel like maybe I connected with someone I didn't, or I felt that attachment, I will definitely do a cord cutting and sometimes I'll do it several times for different people or sometimes I'll do like a mass one and like really feel that energetic core leaving, mm-hmm. but it could be just enough. Like, let's say you go into it intentionally and then you're like, okay, I disconnect from this human, this, uh, I'll definitely write that down in the notes. What yeah, you exactly said, I loved it because but.
1: like, it's our power, right? So if yeah. you're still tapped into that person, they are feeding off you in a way, even if it's not intentional, they're feeding from your energy and maybe you're feeding off them. And then it's, we're entering into connections with people of like, I'm taking from you rather than I'm giving, right? Or like, I'm um, they're taking from you rather than giving. And so can we come back to our power and, and not be giving that to people? Because we need that for other stuff to feel good, to do the things that we love, to heal, to whatever it is. Um, so just making sure your energy is not leaking. And it's so cool. Like, I want to say it's so fucking cool if your kink is fucking a bunch of people. Like, I'm so into that for you. Not for me, but for you. I'm like, I love that. <laughs> and you honor yourself, but just make sure that you are coming back to sovereignty, right? Um, Because otherwise, yeah, all sorts of shaking. I could get get into stories about like, you know, all the stuff that I had to clear from my field and, but it's not necessary. So just know that there's a thing, you're exchanging that energy with people and it can be really powerful in in the right way. Like if you're doing it consciously and then it can be really harmful if you're doing it unconsciously. And so it's like consciously versus unconsciously is the difference between someone who is, engaging in in a positive way, I think.
0: Yeah. I recently, um, pushed my edges a little bit and I did go to a play party where I do know most of the people I went with someone I knew, but I did push my normal rules on myself to like allow connection with more people. Yes. And I yeah. did and I had fun and I felt into the moment and I felt that energy, but I'm not going to lie afterwards, because I didn't get my aftercare and my needs Mm -hmm. met and my fulfillment, I felt a lot of energy and I felt Mm -hmm. down and used. And it wasn't in the moment. It wasn't even that night. It was the morning and it kind Mm -hmm. of like, whoa! it was overwhelming. And I'm so thankful that one of my more like open partners was available in the morning and he was able to like fill up my cup and cuddle me and love me and connect with me. And then we had like more of that connected, amazing, intimate sex. And so it kind of just took it as a lesson, like from what you're saying that, yes, I pushed my edge, my edges and I enjoyed myself in the moment, but it didn't really meet my needs later. Mm. And then for yeah. people listening to make sure that your needs are met in the morning Yeah. and afterwards. knowing and
1: knowing what what they are like knowing what your boundaries are as you were talking something came up for me that I want to share yeah. um it's like knowing what your boundaries are being clear on them when you're entering into this space like i need aftercare if i'm not yeah. getting that then i'm i'm going to set a boundary but also something that happened to me on the weekend was that i set a boundary mm-hmm. and then that boundary changed right mm-hmm. so we can set these hard boundaries for ourselves which are fucking walls so i had this boundary around penetration and i mm-hmm. would connected. And he was like, come home with me. And I was like, okay, my boundaries, I don't want penetration. And then I was like, but that might change right in the moment. And he's like, so what do you want me to do with that? <laughs> like you said, you don't want then, like if it changes, like what? And I said, I'm not sure. Let me like feel into it. And then after connecting for a little bit, I realized that that boundary that I had around penetration was a brick wall, right? It was a fucking brick wall. And it was a story that I'd created to protect myself from past things. And in this situation where I felt this deep connection, I felt safe. I felt seen. I felt held. That boundary was no longer necessary or relevant. And actually there came a point where I was like, actually I really desire that. And he was like, yeah, I desire that too. And I'm glad that you said that because when you said it, I just agreed. And I was like, cool, no penetration, but that's not what I desired. Mm-hmm. So feel free and and trust that when that boundary shifts in the moment, like go with it. Right. And mm-hmm. just check in. Is this clear? Like my little girl was so good. I was so seen and so safe when I checked in and I was like, do you want this? Are you okay with this? And she was like, yeah, I, I want this. I feel safe. And so that boundary shifted. And it's funny because if I hadn't allowed myself to shift that boundary, I wouldn't have had the most incredible fucking amazing experience. Right. And I left that experience. Like you said, you can leave these experiences feeling worse. I actually left that experience feeling so whole and so full. And it was so different to many other like one night stands or one night things. Like we can have these connections, which are like long-term, or we can enter into them being like, this is a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. And I would tend to in the past, not go into these one night things because I'd be like, Oh, just feel empty. But I didn't feel that because of the container that was set and like the trusting myself to protect myself and like, know when to step back, when to to lean in, like what my boundaries are, what's negotiable. Right. Yeah. So the boundaries piece is really important.
0: A hundred percent plus letting go of those expectations, like having that set, like, Hey, I'm just letting you know I may not feel like doing this. And then, but I will let you know if I do. Like, honestly, that letting go of expectations helps. All right, ladies. If you are listening in and you're like, okay. I want to tap into my sexual energy more. I want to harness my sexual energy to be more creative and confident and successful and sexy. But you feel there's a block, whether it's judgment, shame, religion, just holding on to old trauma or just not knowing how or knowing, you know, what to do on your own I am here for you. I would love, love to help you. And that is what I go over in my six-week signature sexy goddess course. And if you want to get some free knowledge, go check out my free workshop. The link is in the bio on sexy confidence to best sex ever this is my purpose, this is my passion, and I made it to help you reach new levels of confidence and harness your sexuality. So go check it out and DM me if you need any help or have any questions, but let's get back into the episode. How did reconnecting with your sexuality change your life and like finding that healthy sexual balance?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's... It was like coming into my power, right? Because our sexual energy is our power. It's fucking life force being expressed through us. And so me reclaiming that and being like, I don't need to give this away to people who aren't respecting me or validating me or um, whatever it is draining me, help me to use that within myself to feel like turned on by life. Mm-hmm. So I walk around feeling orgasmic most days. Like it's a mm-hmm. constant state of being to just feel pleasurable and joyful and orgasmic and like creative and fired up. And it's that fire my Kundalini, my Shakti, my sexual energy, my feminine energy, which helps me to be magnetic, right? So it's like, I have reclaimed an es- like an aspect of myself, which allows me to be magnetic and draw experiences to me. And I know you speak about magnetism a lot and I'm interested to hear, you know, your, what, mag- what magnetism is to you. Um, because yeah. I know that that's what that sovereignty means to me.
0: Oh, it's so true. Like you made me like, just smiles big and like, that's exactly how I feel. It's like Mm -hmm. when you used to be all bogged down by the masks and the shame and the judgment, you're like, it's like you have 10 pounds of boulders or a hundred pounds of like rocks on your back. And you're just like afraid to be yourself. You're afraid to speak up. You're afraid to share that part of you because it's kind of our, it's our essence. It's part of us. Women and men, we're sexual beings. And so once you take off those masks and those ah judgments and everything holding us down, we just feel more free and alive. And that Sexual energy is so amazing because you just get, I don't know, attracted to the right things. You have this energy inside of you when you tap in. I always feel more energized and happy and motivated after I do like a dance or mm-hmm. twerk my ass. And like I'm more energized, I'm more excited. And then I have these really good inspirational ideas to yeah. embark on. So yeah, I, yeah,
1: 100%. It's also like, for me, the understanding of just because I'm feeling this sexual energy doesn't mean that necessarily needs to be manifested into a sexual connection with someone or expressed sexually. So there's like been times when I connect with someone and literally my whole pussy is vibrating and I feel so orgasmic but that's because there's something that we're here to birth together. We have some sort of creative work to birth together, or we have some healing to do together, or, you know, there's something in a conversation that needs to be had. It's not necessarily that that needs to be manifested sexually. And so it's that curiosity and that openness of like, this is interesting. I'm having this like reaction. I'm feeling a bit activated. And what, what does it mean? Like, Ooh, the mystery of like, what is this going to be and how's it going to manifest? Like that dude that I just connected with, I felt this connection to him immediately when I met him like months and months ago. And I had to sit back and be like, okay, it's not someone I would normally go for. I'm feeling very activated. What Mm -hmm. could this mean? Could this mean that we're going to be friends? We're going to connect. We've got a soul connect. Like what, you know, and then eventually it did end up being sexual, but it wasn't like that wasn't what I was entering into that connection with the intention of happening. I was open and I was like curious and without those expectations. And I think when we have this sexual energy in us and we connect it to, oh, it's that person making me feel it. No, it's your own sexual energy. It's something in you being like, this excites me. And your job is to figure out, okay, why does it excite me? What is in here for me to explore rather than making sweeping assumptions or expectations? Because often I find with sexual experiences and how we experience this energy, it's the expectation or the assumption that makes us disappointed and feel the lack or whatever the next day, like assuming mm-hmm. something's going to go a certain way or expecting yeah. it to go a certain way and then feeling that disappointment.
0: Yeah. So totally. much. Uh, well, that's one of the biggest things, just letting go of those and being okay with almost the worst. And then what should you do if the worst happens? Like setting mm-hmm. that. And then uh, one thing I did learn, I feel like my head's bouncing around today, but from that past experience, a huge lesson I learned was to share my aftercare or my needs. And so if I ever go again to a party with somebody together, I'm going to tell them my aftercare needs. That way I don't go to bed feeling empty and alone. And if they can't do that, then, hey, maybe I don't want to go with them.
1: Yeah. And that's self-love to me, right? Like to me, reclaiming my sexual energy was the biggest act of self-love that I could possibly do. Um, because it's me being like, I have all this energy within me. Like, I don't need you to feel sexy and orgasmic and good. And I'm going to honor myself. Right. So I'm going to, so for me, that involved being celibate. Like as I went through this process of detaching, I went celibate for like two years. I have long periods of like not having sex with anyone because what I'm asking for isn't showing up. And mm-hmm. that's self-love of like, I would rather fuck myself and fuck spirit and like have these wild experiences on my own, in my own sexuality, in my own sexual energy, than be wasting that on people that don't value me or appreciate me, or there's not some exchange. And I think that's, that's what self-love to me is. Um, and it's also like the societal conditioning and the distortions around the sexuality. Like, can I reclaim that aspect of myself and be okay with it? when society is putting all this guilt and shame and judgment, particularly women, there's so much shit about, you Mm -hmm. know, our sexuality and the shame. And and it's like, that's, that's literally by design to like minimize us and keep us small. And so can you allow that within yourself as an act of self-love and reclamation of like, I'm not fucking keeping myself small anymore and hiding this part of myself because it offends you. Right. Because it makes you feel small or little or like whatever that is.
0: Yeah. And uh, I feel like you might be able to go into this too, because you were celibate and feeling that powerful energy, that sexual Mm -hmm. energy. There's like an, an energy that you can hold your boundaries while feeling the sexual energy. And I haven't been able to explain it well, but it's almost like a bubble. Like you can Mm -hmm. literally have a bubble surrounding you feeling like I'm confident. I am sexy. I'm empowered. And you feel radiant, but then you have this like, I don't know, bubble where people cannot penetrate it because people don't jump in my DMS. Like I'm very sexy Mm -hmm. online. I'm very open. It's very rare that people come into my DMS and say bullshit. It really is Mm -hmm. now because I hold it in a way that this is my energy and literally you bounce off of it. You can't come into mm-hmm. it. Even in person, I have that like boundary of like, this is for me. This is for me and my friends. We're dancing. We're having fun. This isn't for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. To me, the way that I relate to that is like having a masculine container or a masculine mm-hmm. protector or a masculine conquer, whatever that is, that warrior energy that is holding me when I'm in that energy. And so it's it was balancing my own masculine of, you know, like all the shit that I had around feeling abandoned by men and my dad and like whatever that was, forgiving all of the men who've abused me. And yeah, so like a lot of the trauma work that I did around sexual abuse enabled me to be like, it is safe for me to trust myself that I can support and protect myself. I can say no, right? This whole thing about saying no is why so many of us are so fucking diminished because we've been consistently violated. Like we've been consistently, we've said no, and it's not been honored. Or we've said no, and they've convinced us to go anyway. Or we've said yes, even though we really meant no, um, because we felt guilty or bad, or like, I don't want them to hate me or whatever that is. So it's like being, learning to be okay with saying fucking no. This is my space. Like, get the fuck out of my space. You're not welcome in this space. And that to me is sovereignty of like, I don't need people in my space taking from me because I can trust myself and I fully trust myself to have my back. That's what that energy, when you're speaking about it, that's what it is. It's like a don't fuck with me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm open and I'm loving, but like, don't, don't cross my boundaries. Right. Um, And I think a lot of people are afraid of like cultivating more of their feminine energy because they believe that the feminine is weak and vulnerable and she is sensitive and vulnerable and open, but actually the feminine can be very like strong in her vulnerability where she will call out that shit. She will stand in that and be like, no, like, this is a sacred no for me. Like, yeah. So it it doesn't necessarily need to be, um, you know, softening and opening and being in feminine energy doesn't mean that you're weak, just means that you need to have boundaries. Right. And like uphold those boundaries
0: you can hold them and you can be powerful. Yeah. I,
1: yeah.
0: I've had multiple clients come to me and they were so afraid of retapping into that sexual energy because it hurt them in the past. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, it got them trouble in the past, but it's also about practicing those no's and you can start so small. It can be as small as like your friends, like, Hey, want to come have drinks? And you're like, no, I'm really tired. And like honoring yourself and not making up some mm-hmm. bullshit excuse.
1: yeah yeah and there's a lot of stuff that we carry around like what's happened to us when we were in our power what's happened to us when we've spoken up what's happened to us like for me i do a lot of past life work this might not serve everyone on here but there'll be people who resonate with this or even like past iterations of us in this incarnation so like younger us when i have been in my sexual energy i've been siphoned i've been drained people have taken advantage of me people Mm -hmm. have abused me right so where are those Traumas in my body, or those feelings of unsafety around being in my energy. Like, where do I think people are going to take from me or abuse me? Or um, where has that being in my power equated to me being victimized or abused or like rejected or whatever that is? And holding and loving those parts of yourself back into integration so you can reclaim your power and be like, I, <laughs> you can do whatever you want but you're not coming in my field and you're not affecting me. And I choose Mm -hmm. to be sovereign and I choose to be this because this is what I am. Right. And I don't have that fear of the abuse or whatever it is. Um, because I know that I can protect myself.
0: Yeah. I love that. And a good question is how do you harness that sexual energy when you are feeling it
1: and you are being celibate? Like, where do you put that energy? into yourself. (laughs) Like I've had like self self self-pleasure for me. was huge. Mm -hmm. Like to, to take back all of my energy and like, um, you know, give it back to people and not let out people in my space enabled me to show up as the lover for myself. So touching myself in a way that felt really good. Um, treating myself as if I was my own lover for me as well, a really big part of it was connecting to like source, the divine. So like the higher expressions of sexual energy, which are, um, you know, psychic energy or cosmic energy or mystical experiences. So can I pull that energy up through my chakra system into my crown and to activating my higher energy centers? So this is a really deeply connected spiritual experience, right? Because when we're in that space, what it is is sacred union between our masculine, between our feminine in a union to connect to our own divinity, our soul, God, source, whatever the universe you want to call it. And, like connect with that, like our higher selves in this way, which is deeply sexual, but it's also deeply healing. So I would have many experiences of letting myself get fucked by God. That sounds crazy, but letting this life force, my my own Kundalini to fuck me in a way where I was feeling being connected to everything. So mm-hmm. that's to me what Tantra is. It's the merging of everything. Um, it's the, the lack of separate, so the, the connectedness I want to say between you and everything And so using these sexual experiences when you're in that energy space to see it as a truly like mystical, spiritual experience of this energy can be so high in frequency. It's literal creation energy, like the woman (laughs) is capable of giving birth to a child, like that orgasm, that explosion, whatever it is, births life. So can you see this energy as this is life-giving energy, right? And that changed your relationship to it because you realize it's sacred. I can use this energy to orgasmically manifest my desires. I can use it to get off on creating stuff. Um, you know, there's so many applications. I can use this energy to heal trauma in my body. So mm-hmm. I can like pleasure myself through where there's trauma in, in my body, where I'm holding on to some stuff. So many, yeah. many different applications. Yeah, And you can
0: also harness it to get your work done too, right? And Yeah, like, totally. creative. Yeah. Some speaking and to dance and to go to the gym, right? I kind Mm -hmm. of use it sometimes to just, oh, I have so much energy. Like I want to go paint or create something or get on the phone or give love. So yeah, there's different ways to harness it, right?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's all what you're feeling in that moment. Like sometimes my sexual energy feels really, really orgasmic and I want to play and I want to like dance and be central. Sometimes it's me getting shit done. It's like me banging out four weeks worth of content or doing 50 podcast episodes, whatever that is. So it's like, what, where does it want to, it's like asking it, where do you want to be used today? Where do you want to go? Like what feels good for me to do? And then following the pleasure or the joy and like, This feels like it, if something like lights you up on the inside and you get that like orgasmic feeling of like excitement, it's like, follow that little, like a pussy tingle or whatever it is that you want to call it. Like follow that pleasure um, to guide you. Yeah.
0: I love that. Awesome. Well, we will be wrapping up. Is there anything else you'd like to add any last words and then
1: share where they can find you? Absolutely. I think um, the only thing that I would have to say is that like people just really need to be aware how powerful this energy Mm -hmm. is within them and just really look at like, where am I wasting this? Where am I draining myself? Like, where am I not using this to fill myself up? Because when we can be whole and use that energy within ourselves to cultivate, um, you know, creativity or joy or pleasure or whatever it is, then we stop needing other people to do that for us. And we become sovereign and we can enter into connections with people, which is so fucking mind blowing and intimate and beautiful because it's two sovereign people coming together. You're not trying to get anything from that person or be filled up by that person. You're already whole. Um, So that's the invitation of like why you should even reclaim this energy um, if people want to find me, they can find me on Instagram at Loness, B-A-C-M-Y-L-O-N-A-S, or on my website, which is beckmylonas.com. I have on there a, um, sexual healing, like retreat. So if, if that's something that you want to heal and awaken, um, yeah, the teacher's all about that. It's very low cost. So check that out. It's called the passion portal. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Go check
0: her out. The links will be in the bio as well. And yeah, you can be. I just want to share, like, you can be claiming your sexuality and be single and be happy and be celibate, but it is still important to access that, heal that shame, heal those wounds, heal the trauma so you can feel whole and complete while you are single or while you are alone. Yeah. hmm <laughs> And that is why I created my sexy goddess course. It's because I used to struggle so hard and feel ashamed for my desires and my needs and who I was as a person, how I was extra and I wanted to wear fur coats or showcase that I'm a dancer or that I like to do pole fitness or even just way too activated in my masculine and where I was always Leading and driving and it led me to being exhausted and tired and just not attracting the quality and type of man that led me because I was always the one leading and doing and controlling and tapping into this really helps you connect to that sexual energy and also surrender and receive and get back into that feminine energy so you can attract a masculine partner or even if you're already partnered to get back to that feminine energy so he can rise and show up. So that's what my sexy goddess course is all about. The link is in the bio and it is on sale now or you can sign up for the wait list. So go check it out and I have a sexy, sexy surprise If you sign up by Tuesday, March 7th, ooh, what a special number, you get a sexy surprise gift and it includes some fun pleasure toys, feather, yoni egg, and some juicy surprises. So go check it out. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, review, and share with your fellow biz babes. I'd love to hear your thoughts, takeaways, and questions. So leave me a review on iTunes. And until next time, I'll see you at the top. It's up to you to level up.